This is a production of NTEU Chapter 49, representing most IRS employees in the state of Indiana. My name is Larry Lannon. I am a volunteer and a retiree, uh, so I'm here with a special edition of our Chapter 49 podcast. This is normally a weekly podcast. We normally uh, record it later in the week, but we had a development late Friday that has uh, resulted in a special edition. So we'll have another later on in the week. But uh, we, Duncan Giles, there is a very important reason you and I are are recording this on Monday, August 31st. Tell us why. Yeah, Larry, um, good afternoon. And what has happened is back in, I believe it was uh, July, the president signed an executive order stating that there was going to be a social security holiday uh, for those taxes that are taken out of your paycheck every pay period. And then basically that was dropped. Nobody heard anything more about it. Well, come late Friday, they uh, an article is stated and they did talk to the National Finance Center, which uh, issues our paychecks here at the IRS and many other governmental agencies, that starting with this next paycheck, the one that's coming out, you know, whether you receive it this weekend or next Tuesday because of the holiday, that there will be Social Security taxes will not be taken out for this. Now, the fun twist to this is once you look at the guidance, this money has to be paid back. It's a deferral. It's not a holiday. It's a deferral. And so this money is going to have to be paid back. And by all appearances right now, it looks like it's going to be have to be paid back starting in January through April of next year. Here's the thing that, and a couple of things I wanted to say. Number one is that I originally thought this was an executive order, but and I'm not sure what the legal niceties are in this, but this edict from the president was not, in fact, an executive order. It was a presidential memorandum. Now, I read the, the, the lawyers, they say there is some difference between the two. But the fact is, it is still an order from the White House. With I'm, I'm not sure. I think the executive order is kind of a more important than presidential memorandum, but I'm not going to get into the, the weeds of the legal issues there. The other thing is that uh, what we've noticed here is that uh, this came out as a legal notice from the entity that you mentioned, the National Finance Center, and that notice specifically says this will happen. Now, it should be noted, Duncan, that most private sector employers are not doing this. And based on the articles I have read up to this point, most of the business lobbying groups and associations are encouraging their members not to do this. It's totally... uh, optional for the employer. Well, the government of the United States of America, our federal government, I think is still the biggest employer, single employer in the nation. Therefore, what we are seeing here is an order by the president who runs the executive branch of government. And IRS as part of Treasury is, in fact, part of of, of that executive branch. Now, as I understand it, the Treasury Department is supposed to issue guidance on this, but nobody's waiting on that guidance. This notice is is effective 
immediately as of September 1st. So the understanding you and I have, and let's make sure we're clear on our people listening to this, that this will be effective, as you said, in your next paycheck. That's correct. There has been some guidance issued by the Office of Counsel and General Legal Services on this. And it's a three-page letter, and of course, it's as clear as uh, mud. But once you read it a couple of times, and I can tell you I've read it probably uh, eight to 12 times over the last 72 hours, because I just couldn't believe what I was reading, was that the money, this is, again, a deferral. It's not a holiday. The president had the authority to make it a deferral, but he could not make it a tax holiday, so this would be forgiven. So for, as an example, if you have, and again, I'm just taking a number out of the air, if you have $150 taken out per pay period for Social Security taxes, then you're going to be getting a $150 per pay period raise until the end of December. Now, the way it appears now, come the end of December, come January, not only are they going to reinstitute the Social Security withholding, as they should, but they're also going to be taking out that extra money that you had didn't uh, have to pay into for the September through January period. So in essence, you're going to have $150 raise, and then what it'll look like come January 1st is a $300 deduction. The 150 back in, plus the extra 150 to make up for the 150 that wasn't taken out for four months. So essentially, the final quarter, calendar quarter of this year, uh, you'll have all this money that uh, Social Security and Medicare, that the uh, withholding you would normally have. I don't think we have very many people with CSRS withholding anymore, do we? It's almost everybody's on FERS. Is that right? Exactly. Very, very few are CSRS. Yeah, so I'm not even going to, those people know that Social Security doesn't apply, Medicare does, but so they'll be less impacted, but still impacted in some countries. So we'll keep our discussion to people under FERS subject to Social Security withholding. Uh, so what will happen is you'll have lots of money this last quarter of 2020 and in the first quarter of 2021, double the withholding. So uh, people need to be aware of this. And, I, and, and the angle of this that concerns me the most, Duncan, is the fact that we at the IRS have a code of conduct uh, dealing with uh, the fact that we are not supposed to be have, have high amounts of indebtedness or deal with indebtedness, if people have less money to spend in the early part of next year and have not planned for it, they're going to get behind in their rent, they'll get behind in their payments of all kinds, which can impact their credit. And we certainly do not want these people uh, to to be impacted uh, by the management coming in and trying to impose discipline on them. This is uh, like 50 miles of bad road coming right at us. That's, that's one of the things that we're very concerned about. National NTU became aware of this late Friday. They've reached out to the IRS for information. As of today, uh, shortly before this podcast, they had not gotten an answer, which doesn't surprise me because I think this is going to be a surprise to a lot of governmental agencies because it's being handled by the Finance Center. 
But what I'm advising people to do right now, if if it does not become a tax holiday, if Congress would need to pass a law basically stating that this does not have to be repaid, I'm not counting on that. I, I, I can't tell anybody to count on anything that Congress can agree on right now. So that my advice to anybody and what I'm going to be doing is taking that $150. Again, we're talking about a number out of the air that could be more for others, less for some. And I'm going to be putting it in a savings account, in my savings account. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to spend it so I can use it to pay back the money that I'll have to pay back starting in January. It's absolutely bananas that we have to do this. But that way, as you said, we don't get into a position where we've got an obligation that we can't pay because again, you're going to be having a less of a paycheck because of that money coming out. So you're going to need that, that money to make it up somewhere. And it should be pointed out that this withholding that's going to be not, not done for a whole quarter of the last part of this year, this funds social security and Medicare. Now this is close to my heart. I'm an older guy. I collect social security and I also am part of Medicare because of my age. So, you know, people depend on these programs and the social security and Medicare money withheld from wages pays for that. And if it's gone for an entire quarter and is not paid back, certainly we understand that on the employee part, but that shorts, those two programs, a lot of money. And even if only the federal government does this program that the president has said is optional on the level of the employer, uh, that's still a lot of money for Social Security and Medicare. So there are many issues involved in this that uh, we all need to think about. We, we haven't even scratched the surface on the issues. It is just Social Security. The Medicare is not being a part of it. But if they say, okay, we're going to take the half of, we're going to be charging you the double of Social Security starting in January 1st. Well, what happens if we've gotten a raise? Are they going to be then taking out more than they should have to pay back for last year if we get a raise? What if you've gotten a promotion, a career ladder, a, a step in grade? What happens if you retire before the end of the year or at the end of the year? What happens if you leave federal service? How are they going to come after you for that? What happens if you're seasonal? How is that going to impact it? There are so many variables right now that we just don't have the answers to, and I'm urging everyone to play it safe. You know, I think some of the, treasu- the some of the Treasury guidance probably will answer some of that, but that won't come right away. What we have are just some some uh, uh, some sorts of guidance from the lawyers who are there, and I think you know one other part of this, Duncan. And, and, you know, NTU deals with the IRS management on a regular basis. Is this one situation where the IRS management probably had no voice in this? What's your view? Oh, they had no voice in it. The only thing that, that we had a voice in was some of our council folks um, discussing the implementation. But having, whether it's a good idea, bad idea, anything of that nature, oh, absolutely not. There was there was no voice. This strictly came from uh, the White House, and they said they wanted it to be implemented. So basically, it was just up to the Treasury Department to figure out 
how it should be implemented, not whether it was a good idea or whether we should or not. Uh, I am glad that it's voluntary for any other organization outside the federal government, and I, I can't see anybody doing this unless they absolutely had to because it just makes no sense, to be honest. As I mentioned earlier, most of the business organizations, the large private employers are not going along with this, and I haven't seen much small business interest in it either for the reasons you mentioned. They don't want to put their employees in a position where they can't pay their bills early next year. Here's a situation that I'm concerned about, and I'd like you to comment on this. There are, obviously, if you're a full-time and you are a permanent federal employee, you've been getting your paychecks. But I'm guessing that there are a number of federal employees who have relatives, friends, close people close to them who've been impacted by the pandemic and the very high unemployment rates we are experiencing in America. So even though we have been working and receiving our paychecks, I am guessing there are a large number of employees at IRS and other federal agencies that have been helping out their relatives, their friends, because they are in in bad shape. And as a result of that, the federal employee may not be in the strong strongest financial position. And if there are people who are having financial issues for any myriad of reasons now, they're going to be tempted to just take that money and use it to take care of their needs now and worry about next year, next year. Uh, I'm worried about that, Duck. And what are your feelings? I'm extremely concerned about that. I understand the temptation, um, you know, saying, hey, we've got this extra money. But it's just it, it, it's just not a good idea because, again, you're, they're going to come back and you're going to need that extra money. And that's why I'm urging people to put it in a savings account. You're going to need that money when they start taking out that double amount for Social Security come January 1st and your paycheck goes down possibly a great deal as a result, you're going to need that money. And if you haven't tucked it away, then, as you said, there could be consequences with, especially for your paycheck to paycheck, in making rent, buying groceries, keeping the lights on, or, as you also said, helping out family members. You're not even going to be able to help yourself, much less help any family members out, if you don't plan correctly for this, and that's what we're trying to avoid. If, if anybody wants to see what their Social Security is, or how much it's being taken out, if you go to your earnings and leave statement, on the employee personnel page, the EPP, it's code number 76 on your earnings and leave statement, and it'll say Social Security OASDI. That's what you want to look for. That's the amount that's going to be waived starting this next paycheck through the end of the year. And OASDI is just another, is an acronym meaning Social Security. So just right, keep that right. in Right, right. I just wanted to make sure that's exactly how it appears on an earnings and leave statement. So I just want to make sure everybody recognizes it. And that's a great idea. Let me just, I want to do this. I was looking, scouring over the the media reports on this, and I want to just quote a member of Congress. His name is Don Beyer. He's He's a Democrat from Virginia, and he had this quote when he found out about this, and here's the quote. The Trump administration's plan to initiate payroll tax deferrals for civil servants treats the federal workforce as a guinea pig for a bad policy that businesses already rejected as unworkable. He goes on in the quote to say, 
this payroll tax deferral does not really put money in workers' pockets. It simply sets up the members of the federal workforce who can least afford it for a big tax bill that many will not expect. And I'm going to close the quote right there. He later called it a gimmick. He also said the legal authority for uh, the uh, administration to do this was dubious. So with that in mind, I am certain our NTEU attorneys are scouring through this and looking for anything that that we might be able to do. I know it's too early to, to know, but I know they're working hard on this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're working. Uh, our attorneys are working hard. Our legislative department is working with uh, our members of Congress and the administration to make sure that they understand the possible downside to this. When this was signed, the White House was hopeful that they would be able to get congressional buy-in to make this an actual holiday instead of a deferral. And originally it was thought that the money that was owed was going to come out of your, uh, be put on your 2020 taxes uh, early next year. So you'd be dealing with it on a tax return. But that's not apparently going to be the case. It's going to be actually taken from your paycheck. So whether it's our attorneys looking at the legal options, our legislative department looking at, you know, talking to members of Congress or the White House to see what can be done to mitigate this, or our national folks just basically talking to the governmental agencies that we represent to say, hey, how can we, how can we mitigate this potential disaster to employees next year? How can we help them and do something about it? I'm extremely disheartened that the executives I talked to this morning about this had no idea. They literally had heard nothing on their calls had heard nothing about it in any emails. So this is uh, catching the IRS flat-footed. They're unaware of it as well. So I guess, uh, yeah, this is a special edition. We will have another podcast later in the week, and if there are new developments, we'll include any new information at that point. We're hoping we'll have uh, something more then. So uh, we'll wrap this particular special edition of the Chapter 49 podcast. Uh, Any final uh, words before we wrap this up? Nope. We'll just keep you informed as, uh, as quickly as we can on any developments on this issue. I was Duncan Giles, Chapter President, NTEU Chapter 49. We'll be back later in the week with another podcast. Please take care and please keep in mind what we've told you about these payroll changes, and we'll have more to say later. Have a good rest of the day.